this is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy, and this week's episode... Actually, I think I'm going to try and drop more than one a week for a while, just because I I got a bunch of these interviews, and this one is a f- episode-length one. Most of them are not. Um, I think I got one other, one or two more episode-length interviews from PodFest, but most of them are shorter. So, But this one I wanted to put out because... This, Chris Pratt, Chris, I almost said Chris Pratt, um, that would be nuts, uh, Chris Trout, I apologize, Chris, um, Chris Trout, uh, this, he just released a book called, um, We'll Be Right Back, and it's about, uh, TV reboots, remakes, and reunions, and it just, uh, dropped on Amazon, and I, so I wanted to, you know, I think it ties in nicely, this episode and uh you can check it out either on Kindle or in paperback. I just finished reading the Kindle version. It was very entertaining reading. I learned about stuff I didn't know about. Um made me want to check out some old TV shows that I missed and some other thing other reunions and stuff that I didn't even know were a thing. So, you know, and I'm excited because he promises there'll be more. And, uh, we'll talk, we talk a lot about, uh, TV remakes and reboots and, and the book. Um, but we also get into other things like wrestling. At one point, Chris interviews me and he's getting ready to start his podcast. So we'll keep you updated when that gets going because, uh, yeah, we met Chris at Comic Con Palm Springs. He came to some of our panels and live shows and, um, just he's a really cool guy. He used to work for Disney Interactive. Now he's, Working in Orange County, I believe, for the Auto Club. I'm sorry, I just that came. It's off the top of my head. So, Chris, I hope I got that right. And uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. The book again is "We'll Be Right Back," and um, there'll be a link on the on RadioBrendo.com. Be sure to go to RadioBrendo.com for all. Uh, you got links to our Facebook group, our social media. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're using. Um, if it allows you to, I know some of them don't have reviews, but if it does, like iTunes, especially Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, Stitcher, um, TuneIn Radio, we're on all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, get out there, spread the word where we want to grow. You know, of course we do. And, uh, BenviewNetwork.com would listen to all the other Benview Network shows. Massive Buds Wrestling Show is my wrestling podcast I do with my friend Keith Gomez. And, um, you can also check that out at MBWSPod.com if you're into that, into wrestling and stuff, into weed and whatnot. Um, and, uh, hold on. I'm going to cough real quick. Just coughed. So, um, that's benvnetwork.com, mbwspod.com. And if you're going to be uh, buying stuff on Amazon, which we all do, hit up radiobrendo.com, click that Amazon link. And hey, if you haven't checked out Amazon Prime yet, get your 30-day free trial at radiobrendo.com while you're at it. And um, I will do some Amazon stuff next time. Just this is a longer episode, so I want to get right to it. Um, once I finish the plugs, be sure to check out if you need web hosting, dream host, click radio at radiobrendo.com. There's a link. It'll save you $50 off your order. That's awesome. Uh, also check out mountainroomescapes.com and Big Bear, California just opened a new location, new rooms. Go to mountainroomescapes.com to book your room escape adventure today. If you're headed up to Big Bear, it's a great time of year to do that. Uh, I don't know, I don't think it's snowing yet, but it's good. It's beautiful up there in the fall and head on up to Oak Glen while you're at it. Get some apples, you know, 
make a make a make a weekend of it and you can save money by doing that by going to mountainroomscapes.com use the promo code radio brendo man and you will get five dollars off each ticket that's a deal right there so once again radiobrendo.com and um yeah here's here's a here's my conversation with chris trout that's T-R-O-U-T-T if you're looking him up on Amazon to purchase that book. And we'll be back um, with more interviews from PodFest in the coming <coughs> – excuse me – coming days and weeks. So I hope you guys are having a great um, day or night wherever you're at. Thank you for listening. And um, here's me talking to Chris Trout. Hello, it is day two of the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. I'm here in the podcast lounge with Chris Trouts, who we met at Comic-Con Palm Springs. That's right. And Chris, you just released a book on Amazon. Um, what's it called? Why don't you tell the audience about it a little bit? Yeah, the book is called We'll Be Right Back, Television's uh, Reboots, Reunions, and Revivals. Mm. So it, it's essentially that. It's a book about uh, TV comebacks. Mm-hmm. And what got you interested in that? I mean, obviously, you must be a fan of television. You talk about it in your introduction. Right. I I, uh, I, I essentially watch way too much television, and I always have. And, um, you know, as a kid, I that, that's what I did after school, before school. I, yeah. I was always in front of the television, and, and I still am decades later. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the required viewings for me after school and, you know, like around third or fourth grade was always Gilligan's Island. I love Gilligan's Island. Um, I, I watched it religiously. I wanted to be the professor. He was my favorite castaway. Uh, I, you know, kind of the the weird, the geeky, the the smart guy, the, the loner. That was I kind of identify with the professor. And I, I also, I think, on some level, as as a kid, um, identify with. Felt sorry for the castaways. I mean, all these people would keep coming to their island. Uh, yeah, and they had to stay there. They, right, but, but you had Broadway producers, pilots. Harlem Globetrotters. They came and left, and yeah. the, the, the castaways never got off the island. And, and so I, I watched, you know, I had every episode memorized. And um, I remember distinctly, uh, I was watching TV one night. It was like after the nightly news and after supper and everything. There, was, there came a commercial, a, pr- a promo on television. And it was for something called Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Oh. I was I was in shock. I was I was amazed. It had never even occurred to me that I would that there would be new Gilligan somehow, mm-hmm. let alone that they, the castaways would leave the island. And in this TV movie, this reunion, they did. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to see, you know, Ginger and Marianne, Skipper and Gilligan, the whole gang, uh, again, like all these years later. They got off the island. I don't think I've seen this. So they got off the island. You have to see this. They, they okay. get off the island. They're, they are welcomed back just like you would hope. There's, there's, there's pomp and circumstance. <laughs> Everybody loves them. Gilligan goes to see Star Wars. Uh, and he's, he's amazed at, at like R2-D2. And, you know, they, they're, they're in the 70s. Because mm. I think the, the Gilligan's the rescue... So they made it seem like they had been on that island the whole time. The whole time. The only weird thing about the rescue from Gilligan's Island, it was very off-putting to me uh, as a kid... Was the substitute ginger? Oh so yeah. There's a, sometimes they always they do that in the reunion and stuff. I mean, most notoriously, I was actually just talking with Cheryl about the Dead Like Me movie, right? Right. Where not only did they have a straight up recast, then they had Henry Ian Cusick filling in for Mandy Patinkin, and it was so bad. It's disturbing, right? Yeah. It's not right, but you you have to, especially on these kinds of shows, you have to um, you have to accept it because without that, and that's yeah, because Tina Louise, the actress who played Ginger, wasn't coming back. Yeah, right. She was she was kind of like uh, Leonard Nimoy was about Star Trek for a while. I'm not Spock. I don't yeah. want to do anything to do with that. Yeah, she wanted nothing to do with this stupid sitcom that she yeah. felt was well in her past. Um, little did she know it'd be the only thing she would ever be, <laughs> yeah. be remembered for. Um, so I watched this. And, and, uh, it was just, it was so amazing. And it was sort of the beginning. So the late 70s, early 80s, and, and that's, you know, when I was coming up, uh, 
it, were the, was like a golden age for this. A yeah. lot, a lot of your classic, quote unquote, classic '60s sitcoms came back around that time. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, and the, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I was really um, amazed at, at all of that. And every time from then on, uh, a TV show would, would uh, you know, I would see a reunion or, or, or what have you. I was all about it because even if I wasn't a super fan, yeah. I wanted to see what was going on now, how they pulled off uh, a reboot of the show. And, um, you know, flash forward to today um, and why the book. I actually was online looking for uh, a book that would kind of talk yeah. about this and maybe catalog these things. Um, and it didn't That's exist. That's awesome. You saw a void and you filled it. That's exactly what I did. So I wrote the book. And so you kind of had to look at it before the show. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's very a, in depth, like very detailed. Cause you talk about the original thing and then the re, the reboot or remake or whatever it was, and you go into super detail and exactly. Well, that's what I, really, I want. It's the stuff I want to see. Like I, as an obsessive fan of things, and I like data and Uber detail, information. Right? And yeah. you know, I'm I'm Johnny Five. I need input. You know, like so that's that's awesome. Right up my alley. Only five dollars on Amazon. Thank you, thank you, Brandon. Definitely yes. look that up. We'll be right back. Chris Trout. But yeah, it's, it is available on Amazon. Nice. Uh, and you have an introduction from Richard Hatch himself. It, that uh, that means the, uh, quite a lot to me. That that is something Richard did for me. Yeah. Um, Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica, both the original, yeah, and, and the reboot, um, uh, did that for me uh, just before he Which passed away. You asked me one that's like my favorite, and I would say Battlestar Galactica, especially because for me it came out of nowhere. Because I was, I mean, I remember the show when I, because I was very little, and for me, my biggest awareness of Battlestar Galactica was the Universal Studios Battle of Galactica attraction, because I was obsessed with that as a kid, because just the idea of having animatronics and a live, I remember Apollo came in, and like, they had a live action guy, and so that was my exposure to it, but then that show took like a, what a, like, cause, I mean, it was a pretty goofy show. It was, it was a goofy then, 1970s Star Wars Republic. Guess, do you know, guess how many episodes of the original it's series? It's not that many. 17. Yeah. I mean, 17. And then it turned into like this, one of the biggest cult, like, sci-fi fandom shows. I guess a franchise. Like, it is. A franchise. It is. They made movies, they, it made careers, it made, it made fans out of, like, it brought a lot of people into sci-fi. And, and then the reboot. Yeah. Right? Which took that, that original premise. So, the, and so in the book, we talk about reunions, mm -hmm. which is where the original cast gets back together. Yeah. We talk about remakes, which are just that. They will, <laughs> they'll take the, the character, the storyline or whatever, and and, and reimagine it, um, but but very much in the same way the, of the original. Yeah. But a reboot, uh, we, they we take talk elements, but then they change. Like for instance, let's make Starbucks a female. There like, you go, yeah. exactly. And and they they, they, they take it to a let's different make place. the Cylons people like let's you know. And that's what this reboot did. Yeah. It, it, it it took these elements uh, familiar to anybody that's an original fan and and created this new show. That attracted a, a whole new group of fans and, yeah. and did all kinds of new and different things. So, for example, Richard's character—he wasn't—he wasn't a starfighter, yeah. you know, in, in the new one. He was a he politician. Was, he was a politician. Um, and and the show, the, the reboot, really delved into politics yeah. and, and the society. Yeah, I love that stuff. I was just telling because Cheryl's a huge fan of Preacher, and I she didn't know that Dominic Cooper was in Battlestar Galactica. I played a pretty integral character on the show, and she's like, "Now I'm gonna have to check that out." Like, yeah. It, yeah, it was it was a great it was a great reboot. Uh, there's there's talk that it may itself yeah spawn and a, yet a another yeah. So it, it, the cycle continues. Well, yeah, because especially now that it's an established brand with lots of merchandise and all kinds. I mean, it became one of the top. I mean, it was like Battlestar Galactica was like the top thing, like fandom wise. Well, there there yeah. are many people who don't realize. Uh, that the original existed. Oh yeah, and then and I think and then they I remember they re-released the original and that got some like they were selling a lot of DVDs of it because people wanted to watch it. Yep. They even re-released the because there was Battlestar Galactica and then there was the Galactica 1980. Yeah, as, and as they the, even that got a DVD release. Oh, I'm not sure that was a good idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but the Galactica 1980 is in the book as as is the as is the reboot. Um, and, and as you point out, uh, we go into some detail about the production yeah. and, and all of that. So, 
So that was your favorite. I think that's my favorite. I also, but I was like the one I want to because I want to. The two things I want more than anything are a Saved by the Bell reunion, which kind of happened on the Jimmy Fallon show, but I don't, I don't like it's the closest thing. And then a Beverly Hills Now Two and O reunion because I'm a huge Beverly Hills Now Two and O fanatic. So in in the book we do talk about Saved by the Bell, yeah, because it it did come back. Well, yeah, because you had the whole Good Morning Miss Bliss, and, and, and then uh, you had the, the college years, yeah, the college years, and, and then the new class, yes, which yep. I that would just kind of that's like a what would you consider that a sequel? I, 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 like, we, we we I think in the book we call it uh, a a, uh, a reunion because yeah. it has because well, it has Mr. Belding and Screech uh, playing the same characters, right? Exactly. So that constitutes Poor a Screech. reunion. That guy went to college and then he somehow ended up working at Bayside High. Forever after that. Well, Screech has had a better outcome than Dustin Diamond. Well, that's 100% true. So uh, there you go with that. So yeah. uh, Someone uh, who probably won't be a part of any future. Which would be too bad. Yes. But it's unfortunate that he has made some poor. Also, he trashed all of the cast in his book. Not a great idea. It's it's actually, yeah, uh, unfortunate. But. There it is. What about you? Like, because what what was the remake? Well, you mean you talk about Gillian's Island, but it's one of my like, favorites. Some of your favorites. Some of your. What is the weirdest? I guess that's another one. I was like weirdest. I, I, let me. I'll do favorites first, okay. and, and I'll take. I'll, I, I can. I can speak probably to um, a reboot, uh, a reunion, and, and a remake. Uh-huh. So I kind of have my favorites in each category. So um, the re- and when it comes to reunions, I talked about Gilligan. Yeah. Um, and there, there are a number of them, and a lot of shows have, have had some great reunions. Um, and, and as much as I, I love Gilligan, uh, my favorite would have to be the Andy Griffith reunion. Okay. So uh, in the mid-80s, 86, 87, um, the, uh, the Andy Griffith show had a reunion, Return to Mayberry. And the reason that it is my favorite is I think it did better than any other reunion. Wasn't what, that like one of the highest rated? Like it is like huge. When you look at the TV ratings over the years, two of the biggest uh, are the, the return, uh, the Rescue from Gilligan's Island, yeah. and Return to Mayberry. Sadly, not the Alf one. Alas, no. Which the Alf one I is don't... disturbing as hell. Project well, Alf. You, you don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that—that's where a lot of them go wrong. Yeah, Brenda, is they. They, they skew from why the, the show is popular in the first place. They, yeah. they, they, they make something completely different. And yeah. so to that point, that's why the, the Andy Griffith was my favorite. Because you had Andy and Barney, Goober, you know, even Ron Howard came back and reprised his role as Opie. He didn't have to do that yeah. by that time, but he did. And what they created in, in Return to Mayberry was essentially a brand new episode of the Andy Griffith show. And that's what a re- that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Yes, yeah. that is exactly like, what it should that's be. That's why I was glad that Larry David got a second shot at the Seinfeld like finale, like I mean like because that really was the Seinfeld reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That was it. And it was what we had wanted all, all along. That's and, that's exactly right. And that was such a creative way to do it. Like and, and that's one of the things some people have asked me uh, before we I'll, I'll get back to my favorites in a minute. Yeah. A lot of people ask about Seinfeld. Yeah. Right? Is Seinfeld or Friends. For some reason yeah. people want Friends to come back. I I no. don't understand why. It, what, um, ten seasons? I don't know. That's plenty that. of friends. Uh, that's all the friends I need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Seinfeld essentially did a reunion show a couple of years ago mm-hmm. on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Everybody came back. Yeah. They were a little bit older. Jerry's apartment had had an yeah. update. They, you know, and so yeah, there was essentially a and, Seinfeld reunion. God, dude, I, and I love the my favorite thing about that because it's, it was exactly what you want to be. Like George got scammed by Bernie Madoff, like, and he made the eye toilet app and like all this stuff. And just, like, it everything. was an episode and of they, Seinfeld. And the way they addressed the Michael Richards controversy was beyond perfect and just it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So, but Andy Griffith would be my favorite reunion. Uh, I guess that must have been like a pretty big deal, especially because like did they get. I'm assuming they got Ron Howard and yeah, as I said, he so came like, back. He's like in '85. I mean, Ron Howard. That was by that time he was Ron Howard. Right, like, right. But for a little while, yeah. Again, he was Opie. He was Opie, and that was awesome. Yeah, he actually. I, now that I'm thinking about it, he talked about that on the WTF and how great it was to come back. Have and, you ever seen it? No. I, so Gilligan and Andy Griffith. There's your homework. Because okay. You read the book and then watch them. They're yeah. great. 
Um, you did mention Magnum PI. Have they ever done anything with that? Not, not yet. Because was that? I know that was a that was that was a favorite in my house. Yeah. There, 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 there has been talk over because in in preparing well, for this book, you would think now Tom Selleck is such a hit with the old people. Every old person I know watches Blue Blood. Like everybody, I they know, love him. They he's love like him. he's like the new Matt. Lock. Yeah. So I'm so, like, why aren't you like a Magnum would be so huge, and he could still pull it off. Oh, right? 100. He could absolutely pull it off. So my that's my favorite uh, reunion. Uh, I I think probably uh, my favorite reboot. Um, I would probably agree with you, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, uh, that that show was amazing, and yeah. what they did with that concept, amazing. So, uh, Battlestar Galactica would be probably that. My my favorite sort of revival, and so when we talk about revival versus uh, a reunion, would that be like Star Trek: The Next Generation. N- no, that's I, I had to handle. That's a totally separate. I'll talk to you about Star okay. Trek and how I how I dealt with. The thing that is Star Trek uh, okay. uh, again, but but uh, a, a, re- a revival would be something like um, like what's going on right now with like Will and Grace. Oh, like Will and Grace, Gilmore Girls. Right. They're, they're back. That gets they're back. It's not just, a, it's just the show started again, right? And that's and, and it's the thing that we've all been dreaming about about all of so many shows is now happening. That's the thing with this: the shows we love, the characters we love. That's that's why this 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 book was written yeah. because I am that guy. Yeah, I I, I love. TV. Yeah. Um, like, like I just mentioned, I told you my favorite reunion is uh, Andy Griffith show. One of my favorite classic sitcoms is Green Acres. I used to watch that, Nick and Knight. There is nothing on television nothing. now like Green Acres. Nothing. It was surreal. Yeah. Um, There's a talking pig. The, 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 the characters could see the credits that yeah. they rolled. I mean, who, even today you don't see that. I think the closest thing you could barely, like Gary Shandling show. Gary, like, very much. Like I think, and I think he, yeah. has, he mentioned yeah. Green Acres as an inspiration. Um, Green Acres to me is, is also kind of a, an inspiration for even The Simpsons because they had this whole like Hooterville yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. universe, right, that they live in, yeah. just like Springfield. But um, the reunion movie that they made was 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 a piece of shit. Can I yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One on the internet, yeah, uh, it was terrible. It was really, really <laughs> bad. But I watched every minute of it, and I've I've rewatched it three or four times because that's what these things do. They mm-hmm. bring you back. Mm-hmm. That you see the characters. You even even if it's you know crappy, it's yeah. it's, it's that it's like. Well, I remember watching for. My mom and I got really excited about the fact because we used to watch Facts of Life together. And, it's in the book, and that was I. I enjoyed it. It was just nice for me. Like I didn't even care about. I was just glad to see everybody. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like seeing old seeing friends. Seeing old friends, right. like seeing all of them. Like I think about like happy days. Like I just want to see them again. You know, like I just want to see these people. Like I was just so. I'm like I think the first five minutes of the Veronica Mars movie, I was just excited. I'm like they're here. It's them. They're here. They're, they're back. back. Like they're back. It felt so yep. good. I didn't even care what they were doing. That, like, and that's why, and again, so I, yeah, I watched Green Acres reunion movie over and over again. But back to my favorite, um, my favorite uh, revival mm-hmm. is probably the X-Files. Oh, okay. That's I, where I, we're going to get into this because no, I think the Kumail episode is the only one of those that I even... I'm played. not saying that they were brilliant. Yeah. I, the, the the worst of them is, is among the worst. Yeah. But there were some really good There were ones. some, the, the standalone one... We're like Monster of the great. Week. Those are all like the Kumail one, especially. Yes, I yes. love that episode. Well, those were always my favorite X Files. I, I love. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I love the, the mythology. The, just got it. so convoluted. Yeah, I, they were making then, it up and, as and they then, go along. Let's be they, honest. And then by the end of the revival, I just thought, I'm like, this is a mess. I'm like, that's just my opinion. But <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing part two. More. Yeah. But, just, but you, you, you had David Duchovny in, in fine form as Fox yeah, Mulder. I mean, they were fine. Jillian Anderson looks as good as she ever yeah, did. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? uh, so uh, to me, it was it was fun. Again, just like you said, right? Just to see them in action. Just to because see that's them what again. I loved. Yeah. Right? I loved the, the interaction. I loved. Yes, it was. It was. It was. I just got painful. that last episode. Not was good. Not good. Not good. Um, that's where I was like, "Oh, they're done." Like, nope, <laughs> but nope. they did really well. They're, they're, they're back again. Yeah. My other, my other revival might be Arrested Development. Oh God, yeah, I was all about that. Yeah, and and you know they're they're doing and another. And that's what kind of kicked off Netflix's. That's it really where Netflix did. It really, really kind did. of. I mean, I don't want it again, not to be too crass, but that's kind of where Netflix put their dick on the table. Like, boom, we've got to do what this. we're doing. And now they that's become Netflix's bread and butter. 
daughter. I mean, Gilmore Girls and like things like that, and they're doing other projects. And Roseanne's and, I mean, coming back. They, I mean, I've got another I mean, book. Netflix brought back brought back Mr. Show, something nobody thought was ever going to happen. Mystery and, Science Theater. Yeah. Oh, and it's so good. Oh, it I love the Mr. Jonah Ray is great. And man, I was like, I yeah, I now you're bringing up all these, and then like Amazon. I mean, Amazon just brought back the Tick, and like you know, like exactly. Um, so then one other one other sort of uh, format that the book gets into are, are what I call expansions. Mm-hmm. And those are examples of when a TV show that was currently on the air uh, came to the big screen. So people could could see the yeah. show on the big while it was still they could yeah. still watch it in their living room. And that happened a number of times. And uh, you know, I, I go back and forth on what, what my favorite example of that was, and, and for me, it, they just it, announced a new one. They're doing a Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Movie. I'm dude. so excited. Yes. Oh, I, I love Bob's Burgers. It, it may be my favorite show Season right now. Season premiere this year was so good. The fan art one, like, uh, oh, I, I loved it. Yeah, loved it. They, loved it. They never stop innovating, like, and doing stuff. Like, what are they? Yeah, I love it. And, and anybody can watch this show. Yeah, my anybody. mother yeah. loves Bob's Burgers. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, so you're talking about on the big screen. On the big screen. So, so what are some of? Because I'm I'm not familiar with some of the older. Well, like we, were, we were talking about X-Files, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So the X-Files movie came okay. out while the X-Files Yeah, out. I like the first movie, second movie. Let's not talk about <laughs> it. Um, but the, yeah, the first movie was great. Yeah, and then the way they tied it back into Beautiful. the show. Exactly really how it should cool. be done. Uh, but my two shows that, that were, were uh, in the theaters while they were on television, it kind of came down to two for me. Mm-hmm. Batman. Oh, yeah. Batman, six, Batman 66. And... Uh, and did you did you see the uh, the the reunion, the animated reunion? No. You need to see that. Burt Ward and Adam West. It came out last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Julie Newmar. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was Batman. Yeah. They did it perfectly. Okay, I gotta check that um, out. But the monsters. There was a there was a movie version of the monsters. Uh, and I was, was not aware of that. It was 1966. Uh, it was in color. Mm. It That's was in, crazy. It was in color. What color is Herman Munster's skin? Mm. He's green. Yeah. Right? Lily is too. So is... They're all green for some reason. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a full-on uh, theatrical motion picture. Uh, we, we talk about it in the book. Um, we'll be right back. Um, they, they go to England. Herman inherits a title and a castle. And his cousins want to, like, you know, knock him off so that they can have the... It sounds amazing. It's amazing. They, I need to watch this like now. Munster, go home. Okay, you need I'm gonna to have to look this up. So, uh, so those are my favorites. What about some least favorites? Least oh, favorite. no, no, let's not talk about that yet. Let's talk about the weirdest. Some of the weirdest things you, well, you mentioned. You mentioned the Alf. Yeah, freaking Project Alf. Because, well, first of all, why? Alf, well, why would they? Do I that? think part of it is maybe for kids like me who were traumatized by the Alf finale, where they just because. For people that don't know, Alf, the Alf finale just ends with him. He gets captured by the government, and they basically talk about how they're going to dissect him, and that's the end of the show! I'm sure they planned on more, right? Yeah. That that had to be a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. As you you point out, it turns out that that's it. Yeah. And I was, as a kid, I was traumatized. I can imagine. So, Project Alf is him. He escapes the facility, and then I don't even remember what happened. But it's bad. It's real bad. It should not be what, what it was. No. Uh, there was the animated Alf. Yes, yeah, so I watched that. So there you go. Uh, so that, that, that was definitely a weird yeah. reunion. Um, there was there been a couple that were just wrong in, in a lot of ways. Um, so speaking of like classic sitcoms from the 60s, there are two that people kind of think up together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And those are Bewitched. Oh, yeah. And I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. And both of those came back in one way or another, as we talk about in the, in the book. Uh, Bewitched, for example, uh, came back. And, and when I first heard about it, I thought, this will be all right. It was uh, Nicole Kidman was going to play the... Oh, the movie. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was horrible, right? It was a mess. Because they tried to do some weird meta thing, and it was just a freaking mess. So for, for those of you who don't know, uh, listeners at home, uh, what they tried to do was make a movie about about a reunion movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Who's bright, stupid? This is where people were at their most wrong. Meta. 
right? I'm like, no. It, that, it sounded great on yeah. paper, right? Will Ferrell was going to yeah. be Darren, yeah. right? Uh, Nicole Kidman was playing the Elizabeth Montgomery character. But then didn't it turn out like the whole thing was like she was actually She a was at, oh, surprise, surprise. Fuck that. So right? stupid. I, I didn't see that one coming at all. Uh, and and uh, but Shirley MacLaine is in Dora. Yeah. And those little bits where they were portraying the characters from the show. Right. That's what you wanted. That like to see. three minutes of the movie is. You want to know who handled a movie really well? The Brady Bunch movie is fantastic. Every every Brady reunion was great. The, the Brady Bunch movies were great. A very and, Brady Christmas was yeah. amazing. But then the actual Brady Bunch movie, because it is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but not in an annoying way. Right, right, as it should be. Yeah. It's the fucking Brady Bunch Like, why couldn't they have done that with Bewitched? That's what, I assumed the Bewitched movie was going to be like the Brady Bunch movie. That is movie. exactly what I was expecting. Like, that's what I thought, wasn't too. This? Why not? Because the was, Brady Bunch movie is fun, it captures the spirit of the show, and it's still kind of tongue-in-cheek. If you love the Brady Bunch, you will love the Brady yeah. Bunch movie. Um, actually, the Bradys did go south a little bit oh, yeah. One they did some goofy shit. Like you remember, you remember what was going on with Bobby Brady? Yeah. At one point, he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. They, they eventually they got kind of away, but overall the Bradys get an A. I mean, cousin Oliver. Not, but that's another TV trope. That's a the, whole the uh, cute kid coming in l- l- later in the season. You, you know what? The cousin Oliver, Raven Simone, uh, like some of these other ones. Like we should write a book. I'm there's, there's a book <laughs> in, in that. Danny Cooksey and um, there's, yeah, a, there's, you know, there's, there's so many. At least of those. twenty or thirty yeah. examples. Yeah. But anyway, um, to the Brady's. Um, then I dream of Jeannie. Yeah, came back and. Uh, um, what what made it so bad was we talked about Tina Louise earlier, yeah, right. So she was one character in an ensemble, but Jeannie was really about t- Tony Nelson, uh, American astronaut, yeah, and his Jeannie, eventually bride Jeannie, Larry Hagman, uh, Barbara Eden. And for the reunion, it was made like in the late 80s. I guess Larry Hagman was super happy and successful doing uh, uh, his role on Dallas. He was, uh, he was the character J.R. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we talk about Dallas in the book. It came back a number of times in a number yeah. of ways. Uh, they're, they're trying to bring it back now. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? Dynasty's back. Oh, Dynasty, that's right. That's the one. So, um, didn't they, tr- didn't Dallas, Dallas did happen? And it, it was, came and it went, was very right? successful. Uh, and, uh, Larry Hagman passed away during the run of the uh, the uh, reunion series, okay. and th- then it tanked. That makes sense. That right. Uh, in this movie, so Barbara Eden came back. She's still, you know, awesome in the genie costume. They couldn't get Larry Hagman. Uh-huh. They, it was, uh, I believe, it was Wayne Rogers they cast as oh. Tony Nelson, the, the guy from Mash. He was the original Trapper John. Yeah. Um, they Which had, a, had his own show, right? That's a fucking weird show. That was a weird show. But they and, and so Jeannie and Tony had a kid, which was weird. Tony wasn't Tony. Uh, Jeannie, Jeannie, like went. She got a job in like a hardware store. <laughs> I don't know what any of that was about. Yeah. Uh, then Tony got stuck on the space shuttle. Yeah. You know, it was a whole. It was a mess. Talk about a mess. Yeah, I Dream of Jeannie reunion was a mess. I've only watched it four times. <laughs> so that was. So when you were doing the research, you had to watch all of this stuff, or no? I actually I watched it for pleasure. Okay. Like I said, I'm 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 it's, I'm a pretty sad guy, dude. <laughs> I uh, I watched this stuff uh, just for fun. Well, hey, you know everybody's got their things, and that's awesome. And you turned it into a book, and that's great. And and now you're talking, you're thinking about turning it into a podcast. You're working on it. I, I would that's like your to do that. Here. Uh, you, you, you're on a fact finding. Uh, inspired me. I'm here at the well, that's, festival that's to learn what I can. Available for helping, and I'm, I'm I'm always excited about podcasting and getting people into it. And I feel like every new podcast helps us because I mean we are still. I was I was I started doing this when everything was starting in 2004. So we're still. It's only been. So what was your first years. Part, podcast about? What did you do in 2004? Okay, I heard so you the, say what this I did. Part. You can actually listen to it if you go to Radio Brendo Man Number One. I re-released you it. Just scroll very far so you, back. Yeah. Um, so I I was in Harbin, China, teaching English, and I found out about podcasting because podcasting came out of the blogosphere. It was, and, it was Adam Curry, and it was like Adam Curry and other tech guys. This guy Dave Weiner. And um, and then some other guys. There was one called Tech Conversations. It was all tech guys, and and then like some just real fringe 
like people. So you're over there and all by yourself. I'm all there by myself, and I have my computer and a crappy little clip-on microphone. I'm like, I can do this. This is like a radio show, and I did college radio, and so I'm like, this is like having my own radio show. And my first like four or five episodes are just me talking to myself about like, oh, I watched this movies, and here's what's going on in Harbin, and it's really cold outside, and, and this is going on. And then I started doing little segments from people, like because I couldn't Skype had like just. Right, right. And so we started, we figured out, like, if we could... Who was was the first guest on uh, Radio Radio Man? I did a Skype call with my friends Danny and Brian. Danny was in Missouri, and they were both in Missouri, I think. Or maybe Brian was in Texas at the time. And we made it... I didn't know how to... I couldn't... When I I tried to record on Skype, it was only recording my (laughs) side, and I didn't know how to get it to work. But then Brian figured out... It's so lo-fi. Brian's like, wait a minute. If I put it on speaker on my speakers you guys will come through my speakers back into the microphone so then we can it'll pick up everything and i'm sure the audio quality it doesn't sound that bad like it doesn't it definitely doesn't sound great right but it, you can hear all of us and people thought we were all in the same room and they're like this is nuts because again this was the very early and how, how did, and so how did people find you did you have listeners i, mean, I had I a lot to... it's probably the most listeners i ever i, I ever will have because at the time like podcast there was nobody else so there was seriously like this thing you would submit your podcast to no joke because it was every podcast there was maybe 50 and because I was just this dude in China and like Adam Curry talked about me on his show and like he had he had a huge audience and then this guy Dave Slusher who still does Adam Curry and Dave Slusher are still doing their shows it's a three they are um, like there's a few others but like I had a big gap like huge gap but as but Slusher and Weiner I'm not Slusher and Curry are, have still been doing their shows Curry is still doing the Daily Source Code Adam um, and then uh, Dave Slusher is still doing the Evil Genius Chronicles they've been doing those shows for 13 years now that's amazing and so they would mention me and then I, that's how Will Wheaton I got an email from Will Wheaton that's how we became friends. He was like, how are you doing this? Tell me everything. What about music? Are you allowed? So we had these discussions, and then we became friends. And I'm getting, so I'm getting emails from Will Wheaton. I'm getting emails from Adam Curry. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> and, like, we were part of this very small community. And so because of that, I, 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 I think when my show first started, I had thousands of listeners. Like, thousands. And then, and then I stopped doing it when I moved back here. How long were you off the? Off, did you say off the air? So I, I guess so. I, that was through two thousand, like the end of two thousand four. And then I moved back here in 05. And then I did. I kept the show going from like oh five, going into oh six. And so like weekly, monthly, like whenever I, because I was like I was kind of a vagabond for that early period of my twenties out here, and so whenever I could, I would get on Skype. And we had, I had a, I finally, they had finally come out with Skype recording software. And solving your problem. Yeah. So I was able to do a Skype with my friends Brian and Danny. So those, those episodes would just be us having conversations. It was like a cat, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on in your world? And then, and I, don't you think that, I mean, I love the, the single voice podcast. Like, yeah. I've listened to some of these. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very different though, but it's, you but need when you have somebody the, to bounce up. Yeah. The banter is the yeah, best. Yeah. That's the best. That's what people like. Cause that's what people like, like people with me and Phil, like they feel like they're part of our they're they're our friends they know us they, so it was still part of your comeback and well, so then I stopped doing it how, how did I how did I start interviewing like, you by the way on your <laughs> no I like this I like this a lot okay so 2000 I pretty much I think the last episode of Radio Brenner Man I recorded in its original run was like 07 maybe 08 and then did I, you know at the time that it was your last yeah because I'm just like I don't know if and nobody's I don't think anybody's listening nobody cares about podcasts like the Ricky Gervais show did didn't happen until 07 even then it still was kind of like I couldn't even begin to explain to people because like, what you were doing yeah and then like Apple iTunes started including podcasts but again it was very fringe and like super fringe so but then Ricky Gervais happened then Kevin Smith and all this yeah. stuff Corolla and it just started getting bigger and bigger right. and so then I had the opportunity of I was the doorman at Kevin Smith's Mod Castle and then I was also and that was like that was like a podcast it was the first studio. podcast theater it was a black box theater on Santa Monica Boulevard, 50 seats. People would come and watch us record live podcasts. So I was part of a show called Bagged and Boarded, which was comic books. Supposed to be about comic books. So we ended up 
going in all sorts of directions. But because we had this live theater, we were able to get really good guests. Like we had like we had Alex Winter, like from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles, uh, wow. Reggie Hudlin, um, actually just released uh, is actually getting ready to release Marshall, the documentary about Marshall, director of House Party and all these movies, and and like because and then we got sponsored by Golden Apple Comics, and things were just really, and I was like, this is crazy, like this is a big deal, and then I ended up. After a while, I ended up leaving that show, and then I did another show live at Smog Castle called Popsicles. I was doing these shows, and then when... I've listened to Popsicles. That's yeah. Another, that's on, yeah. also on Benview. Yeah, also on Benview. So that started as a live show at Smog Castle, but then Smog Castle closed, and... Now, what happened there? Well, the lease was up, and Kevin... Their shows were doing... He had a show called... I don't know if you're familiar with Hollywood Babylon. Yes. With Ralph Garman. So that was that was our only show at Smod Castle that was selling out every... like, And, and so they're, they're like, we could probably sell more tickets if we went to a bigger theater. So the lease was up on Smod Castle. Kevin decided to move everything over to the John Lovitz Theater, Universal Studios, because it was way bigger. There was just a lot more earning potential. And, I mean, it made sense. And then, it had to be sad, though. It was very sad because that was the best year of my life. Like so far, to be around so far. But I got to see and do so much cool stuff. I got to go on movie sets. I got to meet everybody. I got to. I spent a lot of time with Michael Parks, um, who just passed away, and I uh, got to meet so many cool people. I got to meet Edgar Wright. I got to meet like Richard Kelly, director of Donnie Darko, like all kinds of stuff, and like have people on my show that were awesome. Um, Keith Coogan from uh, Adventures in Babysitting and uh, and, uh, and and things like that. And if you're ever hard up for uh, a, a topic, yeah, talk to me about Richard Kelly. I definitely will talk to you about that because right. I got some. I have some. Opinions. I have some things. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, and then when that closed, and I was just doing popsicles, but for me, it like. Phil had started wanting to do getting it. Like he finally got podcasts. And, and you, like, guys, you guys have been friends for a while. Forever, like, yeah. Yep. And, and so, still are. Still friends, just separate, going in different directions, yep, you know? Yep, um, It happens. It happens. So, um, so then, uh, so Phil's like, why don't you bring back Radio Brendo Man and we'll do it together. And then it just, boom, like, and then like, and then 350 episodes later... Does that blow your mind? Kind of. And also, 350 episodes of me talking, and some of, like, up and through, like, I don't know if you've gone back, but, like, in the early episodes, we were going as much as four hours. Yes. Three, four hours Yeah, at I a couldn't time. take it, really. And, like, yeah. Um, so it's, and but we had these hardcore, dedicated listeners who are listening right now. Thank you very much, listeners. We love you. Um, but it's just, like, I did not expect that. I didn't know, like, I can't believe people want to listen to me talk, you know, like, but, like, and then, like, we've, I've talked well, about I, let this. Let me tell you something, though. So, so you're talking about how I've listened to your show. Yeah. So what, I just went home for a little while. Uh-huh. And I live, I'm, my family is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is that where you that's, grew up? That's where I grew up. And, um... Right now, for whatever reason, not much of a flyer. Uh-huh. So I drove. Oh, shit. Yes. That's a long drive. It is a long drive. But you and Phil and Andrew and a lot of other folks kept me informed yeah. and entertained for thousands of miles. Yeah, I'm, I'm a commute. I listen to podcasts in my car. It's, like, yeah. it's the best. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it's something... It's not like your typical... Like, because you, because it, it, these are real people and real things, and you feel connected. You, you do. Connected you really, you really do. In a way that you don't in any other format. Podcasting is is different. It's 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 not radio. Yeah, and I think that's you would really like the earbuds documentary because that's what's about. It's about the personal story of these listeners, and that's where when I started getting emails from people, things like you are helping me through a really difficult what's, time. What's up with your email, by the way? I don't know. You're the I, only person that seems you don't. Are I you mean, not? Are you not getting any of my emails? No. You told me to check spam. Okay. I it, it was there. Okay, so it's so going it, it did work. So you need to add me to your mail, your contact list, because for some reason, Gmail's weird because I use aliases like and stuff. Like sometimes things don't go where no. they need to go. Okay, all right. Good Any good. listener, if you send me an email, I respond to every single email pretty much, unless it's a strict question. But if like for the show, but I, if you ask me something that you wanted me to respond to and you, you're mad I didn't get a response, check your spam. I I, so, I, I will testify because that's 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 where I saw your uh, right. I saw your email. Well, yeah, I need to work. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm doing some testing. Hey, speaking of email, 
How is your Ask Brendo Man? I've gotten one. One question. I got the phone number now, though, so I'm hoping voicemail. to build that up. And are you, are you going to play the Yeah, voice? I'll play the voicemails. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question All at right. some point. So, yeah, so I'm trying to get that off the ground. But the wrestling show is really taking off right now. So that's kind of been my focus this last month. So talk to me about wrestling. Okay. Right? right? I, I'm, I'm aware now that I'm, I'm a fan of yours, <laughs> that you are a fan of yeah, wrestling. huge fan. And I, I will admit to you, I never really saw it as part of the uh, sort of the pop culture. Yeah. But it is. It absolutely is. And when I started thinking about that in my mind, I'm, I'm older than you are. Yeah. I was around in the 80s yeah. when there was something called the Rock and Wrestling Connection. The Rock and Wrestling Connection. Wendy Richter was a Wendy female Richter, wrestler yeah. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. was managed by Cindy Lauper, the pop star. Yeah. And that, that that started Hulkamania like that. Didn't it? Yeah. So, that, so I'm right. That, that was, was the, the wave. And that's when I... So when that happened, I was five years old and I was the perfect audience. I was designed to be a Hulkamaniac. And I was, I was five years old that's and I started it. watching it on TV and I was... Obsessed, like, because for me as a kid, it was it was real, one hundred percent real, real life. Because it was like watching real life superheroes. When you have Hulk Hogan and then Andre the Giant, that's real life. Like, they're superheroes. You know what? What you just said is is powerful. Yeah, that's exactly what they were. Yeah, that's exactly. It was superheroes come to life, and then I real, and then as I got older, I'm like, oh, this is a show. This is pretend. But that. And when did you? When did that realization? Okay, I'll tell you because it was a horrible story. I think I was eight or nine years old. I was at YMCA day camp, and some asshole bully kid is like, wrestling's not real and neither is Santa. What? And my eight-year-old brain just completely no. exploded. Inconsolable, destroyed. But There's a special place in hell. Oh, yeah. But thank God for my dad, because my dad picked me up, because I got home and I was just devastated. And my dad came home from work and he's like, listen, Santa's not real. I hate to but tell you. it's the spirit of it. And don't you like it? Don't you have fun? Don't you, do you want it to just be me? Like, do you want that? Like, cause I'll do it, but if, but isn't it fun? And like, it's fun. And, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is fun. He's like, and as far as wrestling goes, like, doesn't that, and he kind of, he's like, doesn't that make you like this even more? Knowing that they're, they're not actually hurting each other. And he's like, think about how much skill that takes. See, so cause we're watching, he's like, watch that. That looked like it really hurt, but it probably didn't hurt as much as you think it did. And he's like, don't you think that takes a lot of skill? And so he kind of put it to me in a way, like, to appreciate it. That's a great in that dad. way. Oh, he's the best. I miss him terribly. He died when I was very young. Um, but he encouraged me to see it, like just change my viewpoint. And then today, right? Yeah. So with the with the with the modern, yeah. well, now product. a lot of it has changed. Where it's all about because it used to be about big roided up dudes. Now it's about these guys are athletes. They are they are one hundred percent athletes. They train all the time. They and they're putting on the athleticism. The athleticism the is skill, much more part of it. The show, yeah, and it's all about the show. And for me, it's the spectacle, like. Going to a live wrestling show, because always people like TV, I like watching wrestling on TV, I watch it all the time, but there is something about going to a live show, whether it's a big WWE right. show, because I've been in, I've been in, I've been in every way. Have you camp. been to WrestleMania? I've been to, I've been to the last four WrestleManias. It's like Comic Con for it's wrestling? It's insane. So, when I, I went to WrestleMania in Dallas, they claim it was 100,000 people in that stadium. It's not physically possible. So, what they, the way they had it set up, but still close to 100,000 people. I've been in that. And I've been in an Elks Lodge with 30 people, and they're like, there's like in metal chairs, and the wrestlers are brushing their teeth in the bathroom, and, but there is nothing like, cause then in those is great, cause for the amount, I'm paying $10, and I'm sitting right up, I'm, I can touch, the, I can touch the ring. The wrestlers are so landing both, on me. Both, the, both the, the spectacle and that more intimate, yeah. independent then, show. Because yeah. I also, I'm very, I come from the punk rock DIY and independent and like independent That's wrestling why you is very much. It? Yeah, it is. It's like this because indie wrestling is just dudes putting on a show and they don't have any resources and. and so then, yeah. let me ask this. So I think it's the showmanship and that part of it that I really love. That that was actually the answer to the question I was going to ask. If there was one element. I think it's the showmanship. And so what is it, what is it about this showmanship? Cause, there's something about these guys, they, 
you're sitting, you're, 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 you're not a passive viewer and they get you invested, like, and they capture you in a way like, I wanna, I wanna see this through, I wanna see this, this is real, this is storytelling in real life. This is, and you're watching it play out and you're watching this drama in the ring. And for instance, there's a wrestler who I followed in the independence named Brian Danielson. Right. And I followed him and then he made it up to WWE and that's So is, really are these exciting. are these smaller leagues? Yeah. Is it like am I like am I thinking right? It's like a it's like a farm team. It's like a farm system because like they, they people you get noticed enough in the indies, you might get a tryout at WWE, you might get invited to the performance center, you might get into their developmental system. Because WWE has an official developmental right. system, but then they, they get they get their talent from the indies mostly. WWE also does a thing where they will find non-wrestlers and turn them into wrestlers. Like if they're they go after like amateur wrestlers, athletes, and like for instance, one of the and like those are Vince's like pet projects where because he wants to McMahon. yeah he wants to he want he wants his ideal is to take a guy that's never not known in the indies so he can like it's his he made him and. It, it's hard because listening to you talk, I, I, even that part of it fascinates. <laughs> yeah, just that kind of stuff, just the business of it and these guys. But anyway, so Brian Danielson works in the Indies. I see him. I saw him wrestle at. Have you ever been to Frankenstein's? Yeah. Um, so I yeah, saw yeah, him yeah. wrestle at Frankenstein's. What? They had a ring. It's like a tiny little. That used to be like a main, like just little wrestling shows. And guys wrestled there that now are wrestling in WWE wow. in front of wow. tens of thousands of people. Again, so you see, you know, Fraser. I do. So I saw him wrestle there. And I was like, this guy's amazing. And he was like, because he's like a technical wizard. He doesn't have a lot of charisma. But and so you literally followed his career. All the way to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans. That was my first WrestleMania I went to where he won the championship. And it was just, it was this five year, six year journey. So that's, and that's, and like being able to be part of that. That's it. That, and you, felt and you are part, part of it. it. I'm in a stadium. I'm in, I'm in the Superdome, 60,000 plus. We're all doing, he does this chant where he goes, yes. Yes, yes. They do it at sports events now. Wow. And stuff. But and sixty thousand people doing that while he's holding up the belts. He just Brilliant. he wrestled two matches to get there that night. You are and almost making me want to. See I know, wrestling. right? Okay, but it's so. My family loves it, by yeah. the way. So I'm like, you, I said it a little well, while. Tennessee, ago. that's a. I mean, shit. You, that's the. That's that's where wrestling. I mean, Memphis. That's. I mean, Memphis yep. is. Wrestling is like religion in it Tennessee. Is, it, it, people know it. I'll, yeah, I'll just, Jerry Lawler is a freaking. We, we've got a wrestler running for. Yeah, you're um, talking about Glenn Jacobs, Kane running for mayor of Knoxville. Yeah, that's my hometown. Yeah. So yeah, a um, couple of it's, while we're on the the wrestling thing, do we need to stop? Nope. Okay. Um, I was not aware there were different flavors. Oh yeah, there's all kinds. Lucha. So, I, so that's what I'm getting into. I, I like to watch uh, El Rey. Yeah. Network. Lucha Underground. There's a wrestling show on. I've El gone Rey. to a lot of their tapings. What is that? Oh, dude, it's okay. So, Lucha Underground doesn't it, it? It so there's it is wrestling. It is wrestling, but they don't the rest that that fiction that universe does not exist in the normal world. It's a fictional universe. It so is. It has this strangest. It's so crazy. Thing. I love it. So they have it's a combination of Mexican Lucha Libre, which is like the mass wrestlers. I've seen that. And the high right. flying combined with comic books. And because they have, they have characters get killed on Lucha Underground, like they die. Right. There's supernatural stuff. One of the guys, Aerostar, travels dead. in time. There's a woman who's 500 years old and can teleport. And how is that not the number one show on television? I don't understand either. I love it. I watch uh, it all yeah. that because I go to their tapings. They tape in They're Boyle here in Heights. LA? Yeah, they tape in Boyle Heights. Although it might be done this last season. They're doing the season finales right now, and it might be done. I really hope they come back. I'm going to start from the beginning. Yeah. Because it's I, on, I, the seasons one and two are on Netflix. Because I've seen like about 30 minutes of a couple of episodes. Yeah. It's everything you say. And it's only an and hour. And more. Yeah. And nuts. more. I love it. It is insane. Um, Lorenzo Lama shows up on it. Uh, when? In Tell season, me when. The, I think towards the end of season two. What does he do? He's the he's an evil, um, he's like the evil mayor of Los Angeles or something. Cause there's I, I this, almost can't there's handle this, this. There's like because it's like X Files, right? So there's the dated, there's the week to week, but then right. there's a greater story going there's a story on line. in the temple. That's and like it's crazy. Who's responsible for that? Um, Robert Rodriguez's production company, and then it's um, but it's a few people. It's um, Krista Joseph 
He used to be a writer for WWE. It's um, Chavo Guerrero Jr., son of the legendary Chavo Guerrero, who also works on Glow. Have you watched Glow? At all? I, I know Glow. So it's amazing. Chavo trained all the girls how to wrestle. Because here's the crazy thing about Glow. I don't know if people are aware. Those girls, Alice and Brie, they are actually wrestling, which... I don't think people understand how hard it is to learn how to wrestle. Like you take an actress and you yeah. turn her into a wrestler. They turn those, they, those, Allison Brie could probably work a wrestling show right now. And like, and like, cause like, they are, they actually. There's been a number of times, uh, where like, celebrities. Oh yeah. Jay Leno wrestles. Dennis Rodman. I've seen the president. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump is buds with Vince McMahon and participated in and WrestleMania. And he's been in the ring. Yeah. He hasn't actually wrestled wrestled, but he's definitely gotten in scruffs. Because that one clip that he put, it was him fighting Vince McMahon. The, and then the we CNN put head? the CNN head over Vince McMahon's head, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wow. where I kind of get it. Like, it's hard sometimes to... But but I'm like I love wrestling so much I'm not but I I know it's shitty that some of my money is probably going to Trump because of it because I mean Linda McMahon's on his cabinet like she's a that's secretary right. of small business like, that's right which I mean when I think about that that's the one cabinet position that actually makes sense because her and Vince took a because Vince's dad gave him this main promotion that he just was like oh he's gonna go up there and it's gonna tank and it's, and they took that small promotion got it so big he ended up buying his dad's part of WWWF at the time, and then he bought out his dad. WWWF? Yeah. Worldwide Wrestling Federation. And then he turned what was once a small territory into a global Into what we call wrestling business. today. Into what and we call I'm sorry, wrestling. but if, if that's not a small business success story, I don't know what is. Say what you will about their politics, say what you will about any of that, but they're that's an stock, amazing... You can buy stock yeah, in they're a company. publicly traded company. That's amazing. They went from being a mom and pop and, I mean, yes, he destroyed he did destroy the territory system because wrestling used to be almost like the mafia everybody stuck to their area you had texas you had california you had these territories and they all had an agreement that they wouldn't encroach on you each other's what? territory now, I, I know there was that mickey work movie uh wrestler the wrestler freaking love it why has nobody written there's the, books but there, there should be like, like you just there's a, okay. the mafia there's a, i'm like the okay. good, let me good, give you like, let me give you a book wrestling. series because that is that does exist it's a guy actually wrote those books they're called blood red turns dollar green and i've heard it actually got optioned for a tv series it should and be. it's about the ter- it's a fictional account of the territory days because it is it was like the mafia and they, glow yeah. is uh is glow. about a real yeah. wrestling yeah about the real glow glamorous but, ladies yeah, of wrestling which was um as a Kid, I grew up like it was I remember would be on. The Hunt. Yeah, yeah, and I, as a kid, that like I'm like, oh, I feel weird watching these ladies. <laughs> like, you know, I was like five or six, right, but right, I watched right. every Saturday morning. That would be on, and then they had another wrestling show, and then WWF would be on after on USA because Glow was like syndicated. It'd be right on up. like KTLA or something like that. And then so then I'd, I'd, I'd get up. I remember getting up at like seven in the morning with my brother, watch Glow. Then I think Superstars would come on on USA at ten. And then you had WCW on at Saturday nights, so it was just wrestling overload. Wow. Like, if you had cable, you could watch a lot. And then on ESPN, had AWA, had Global Wrestling. Professional Wrestling was on ESPN? Yes, yes. American Wrestling Association out of Minnesota. Wow. And most of the 80s and early 90s, Vern Gagne, yeah. So, wow, that, that's amazing. So It was I, not gonna, very good, but that's where Hulk Hogan and Mean Gene Oakland came from, came from. was AWA, yeah. Bobby so, Heenan. Just died. The, the, the late Bobby Heenan, yeah. right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take my my Brendo Man uh, fandom to another another question because <laughs> um, I want to talk about Marmaduke. Okay, actually, let me get it out here just so we have it. You have the actual book with you? Yes, I have the book. May I touch it? You can have. You can. You can touch the book. This, uh, is, our, this is actually the second Marmaduke book we've gone through. Wow. So this is the one we're going to right now. So what what started? Because you're, you're okay. It's brilliant. So, this is my favorite part. Actually, of your show. well then you know what? We're gonna do a Marmaduke together. Uh, all right, but w- tell me how it. Okay, began. so um, my desk is very disorganized. Right, my my studio, you want to whatever I call. It. So it's just a it's an IKEA desk, and I have a pile of crap on it. And my my mom my mom gets me weird stuff for Christmas, like things she finds in antique stores and garage sales and whatnot and uh, I can relate to that and so um, and so uh, so she sent me a, like three no two one day one year for Christmas she sent me like a box of stuff we call it the Gale box I love it because it's always I never know that, what that's I'm going to get name? yeah and so I got a Gale box 
and there was two Marmaduke books in there. And I called her, I'm like, Mom, what, what do you do with the She's like, oh, I know you like comics and you like reading kids' books. Isn't that the best when, like, yeah. somebody who loves you yeah. doesn't really understand? Yeah. Oh, and it was also because she, she knew Phil and I were reading kids' books in our book club. So I think she just thought the comics plus kids' books. She's like, you guys can read that on your show. That's and, and I'm like, we're not doing that. And Phil's like, oh, we're doing that. That's Phil is, <laughs> Phil is right. This, that was a great decision. And, God, dude, you start reading Marmaduke. It is bonkers. And then we came up with this overarching theory that Marmaduke is actually the... The, it actually is not a dog; it's a spirit inhabited by the by Phil's dead father, who he murdered, and that's why they can't because they do not want this dog. Right? They don't want this dog. He's always causing trouble. He's always causing problems. You got a spot back, Mark? Yes. Nice. Um, so, like, he's always causing problems. They don't want him. They hate him. They're always they're tor- Phil flat out tortures Marmaduke. Was was there ever a, a, a show? Wasn't he on television? I don't think so. Like a, I'd have an to animated. There, I could. I have to look. I have to dig around. I almost. Think I wouldn't was. be surprised since there was Family Circus and so all those other stuff. So you did. Oh, you dude. went there before I did. Family the Circus Easter special is the craziest, bonkers thing I've ever seen in my life. You went there before I did. The only thing worse than Marmaduke is it, Family Circus. It has to be. It one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's, we were actually having an argument because um, Cheryl's friend tried to argue that Kathy is worse. No, no. But I do not agree with that. No. At least Kathy makes sense most right. of the time. She's a, she's she's a, a, a modern woman. And she likes, she wants to eat donuts right. and shit. But, um, so, the Marmaduke, this like, but Family Circus, and then they have those great, they have, if you want to look, look up Family Circus Easter special. It's nuts. Um, no, no, I, I know, I've seen it. Okay, so you're a TV guy, you know all this stuff. What yeah. am I talking to you for? Alright, well, let's look at this one. Oh, this one, this is the one that, when Cheryl showed it to me, because we we did the one before this, and it's um, I'm gonna have, you're gonna have to look at this, but I'll just no, tell I can't you. Right I'm witnessing this. All right, I'm, I'm seeing it happen. So Marmaduke, right here in front of me. it is nighttime outside. There's a moon. Marmaduke is shaking his leash at Phil. Jingle jingle. This is actually the most well-drawn Marmaduke I've seen in a while. Marmaduke changes size. So much. So much. Because he looks like a horse. It's crazy. It's crazy. Look at how big he is here. He's huge. If you, like, if you measure this out, he's bigger than Phil. He's got a, the, his head is bigger than Phil's head. Like, look at the size of that head. Yeah, he's a pony. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, you look at just the way he changes in every panel. There is no universal size at all. So then Marmaduke, so then he Mar- Phil takes him for a walk. They almost get hit by a car. I don't know what's going on here. So a lot, is a it, lot of, a lot of action. Is lines. it nighttime or not? I don't know. Oh, and then he, then here's the old cop in a donut shop. They go by the Wait, how donut how do they get shop. to the donut shop? I guess they're, they're outside. They somehow, Marmaduke can teleport. Maybe this is Marmaduke teleporting. That's what that is. It kind of looks like it. He's going. It kind of looks yeah. like he's doing a quantum leap or something. To the donut, to the donut shop. So then they, they're in front of a donut shop and then, this is the panel that Cheryl and I stopped on. I think that's Phil's bare ass. I think his pants are around. I think they're going so fast May I? that his pants are. I can't tell. I think. I think. I think you're right. That kind of looks like Phil's he's got, bare he's, ass. He's got bare feet. That's Phil's ass. Phil's ass is in this come is in this panel. Do we know children weird, are reading? It's a weird tiny panel because I think his pants are bunching down, and that's why you can see his butts hanging out. That's. That's his butt. So weird. So we have to but, but not not out of the ordinary for okay. Marmaduke. So then Dor uh, so then Dot wakes up and says, Phil, your feet are filthy, because he's back in bed and his feet are all dirty. He says, This is just a nightmare. A nightmare. A nightmare. That's creepy, because he is living in a nightmare where the spirit of his dead dad is tormenting him. But it's not and a torturing nightmare. Him, it's, and it's real. And Phil's butt is in this. Yep. Marmaduke's yep. nuts. I, uh, that was so much fun. I'm glad. That was so glad much you got fun. To do that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Chris. Once again, what's the book? Uh, the book is, uh, called We'll Be Right Back. And, uh, it's, it's available right now in paperback and, uh, in electronic format through, uh, Amazon. Um, and, uh, if you can't find it, you can just spell my name, Chris Trout. Awesome. Uh, I have two T's on the end of my name. The, uh, the other guy spells his wrong. I definitely want to talk to you again at some time in the future because you used to work for Disney Interactive. I did. That's awesome. And uh, I want to hear about that. Anytime. Fellow this, Disney, this was, this Disney was, alumni. You're, you're a cast member. Yeah. yeah. I am too. And so is Cheryl. And, you know, we're all... Are you guys fine in the green room? What you're really, what you're really saying is it's a small world it after is. all. 
So well, thank you, Chris. And then we're going to have to... This was fun. Hopefully, I'm, I'm wishing you the best of luck in your podcast endeavors and anything I can help you with. I'm always available. Podcastadvocates.com. If anybody else out there, that's a good place to go. If you're thinking about starting your podcast, hit us up. Thank you again, Chris. I, I, it's been great. I hope you uh, hopefully, enjoy. the next time you do your uh, your little segment with Amazon, oh yeah, maybe somebody will have bought the book. All right, maybe some, awesome. uh, hopefully they will. Check that out, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. count to three and at three we both say the name of the movie and if it is somehow the same movie three two one super mario brothers the super mario brothers minute two episodes a week bend you network this podcast is a part of the Benview network you can find this and other podcasts like it at bendunetwork.com